Today is May the 12th. Today we'll look at the Great Gathering. What is it? Let's find out together as we look at Mark chapter 13, verses 24 to 27. In today's passage, we'll get right into it. Mark chapter 13, verse 24. At that time, after the anguish of those days, Jesus has just talked about a great period of, of difficulty, of trials, of tribulation, of, of uh, calamity. At that time, after the anguish of those days, the sun will be darkened and the moon will give no light. The stars will fall from the sky and the powers in the heavens will be shaken. Now, if you have a study Bible like I do here, those verses are indented. That indicates that they come straight from the Old Testament. What Jesus actually did, he does a mashup of several different prophecies in the Old Testament. The sun will be darkened and the moon will give no light comes from Isaiah chapter 13. In Isaiah 13, if we start to read in verse 9, we see this. For see, the day of the Lord is coming, the terrible day of his fury and fierce anger. The land will be made desolate, all the sinners destroyed with it. The heavens will be black above them. The stars will give no light. The sun will be dark when it rises, and the moon will provide no light. I, the Lord, will punish the world for the evil and the wicked of their sin. I'll crush the arrogance of the proud. I'll humble the pride of the mighty. Now, anytime Jesus quotes the Old Testament or anyone in the New Testament quotes the Old Testament. Their purpose is not just to proof text, not to quote a particular phrase, but to bring the entire passage to mind. Their readers, their listeners, Jesus' audience at this point would remember Isaiah 13 and they would think this is the great and terrible day of the Lord when God destroys the sun will be darkened. The moon will give no light. The stars will fall from the sky. Again, in the book of Isaiah, chapter 34, verse 4. We're going to read verse 2 first. For the Lord is enraged against the nations. His fury is against all their armies. He will completely destroy them, dooming them to slaughter. Then in verse 4, the heavens above will melt away, disappear like a rolled up scroll. The stars will fall from the sky like withered leaves from a grapevine or shriveled figs from a fig tree. When my sword has finished its work in the heavens, it will fall upon Edom, the nation I mark for destruction. You see, when Jesus quotes these lines, what he brings to mind in his listeners 
is the day when everything is destroyed. That last line, the powers in the heavens will be shaken. It's not really clear what Jesus is quoting there, what he's drawing from. But he goes on in verse 26. He says, Then everyone will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds with great power and great glory, and he will send out his angels to gather his chosen ones from all over the world, from the farthest ends of the earth and heaven. The interesting thing that Jesus does here is he quotes Old Testament passages about the terrible day of the Lord that's coming, when the whole earth is destroyed. And Jesus plugs into that prophecy of destruction a note of hope, a note of redemption. The Son of Man will send out his angels and gather his people from the whole world. Jesus gives a note of redemption, a note of hope to the end here. Now he uses a particular image. He says the angels will go out and they will gather together all of Jesus' followers. The word that he uses is actually used in the New Testament. Uh, it's about ten times. Six of those times are in this passages and related passages when at the end of days, Jesus gathers together his followers. But it's also used at the beginning of the book of Mark when in Mark chapter 1, verse... Um, 33, the whole town gathered at the door of Peter's house to watch Jesus, to see him heal the sick, cast out demons, to hear him preach. The whole town gathered together. Once more in the book of Luke, the whole region gathered together. And Luke says they were stepping on each other. But it's the other use that I want to draw your attention to. Because here in the book of Matthew, also occurs in the book of Luke, but not in Mark, chapter 23, verse 37. Jesus says, Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem. This is when, uh, during this week, uh, during uh, the final week of Jesus' life, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones God's messengers. How often I have wanted to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks beneath her wings, but you wouldn't let me. <laughs> Luke says the same thing. And then in Matthew chapter 24, verse 31, just the very, very next chapter. He'll send out his angels with a mighty blast of the trumpet. They will gather his chosen ones from all over the world. That's quoting what Mark uh, 
says here. In the context in which this occurs, Jesus has just said, I wanted to gather you together like a hen gathers its chicks. The interesting thing about the way a hen gathers its chicks, if you've ever seen it, the chicks typically don't want to be gathered. The chicks are running all around, all over the place. And the mother hen just kind of uses her wings to scoop them together, to bring them together for protection against whatever predator there is. This is the great gathering. Jesus, like a mother hen, swooping his wings together and bringing his followers back to follow him. My question for you today is what is it in us that causes us to want to run away from the mother hen gathering all of the chicks together? Today, think about what it is in your heart that makes you not want to be gathered. Turn that over to him and look for the gathering wings of the mother hen. Like, follow, and subscribe to this devotion on whatever platform you use to listen to it. Email your questions to us at questions at becomehope.com. Tomorrow, we'll look at when the end comes.